Real Talk with Grace Redman features conversations with fierce and fabulous people from Grace's community and circle who inspire others with their stories of overcoming challenges to create amazing. Grace is an entrepreneur and success coach who works with individuals to diminish their negative mental chatter, boost their confidence, achieve their goals, and increase their prosperity mindset. Get ready for a series of Anything Goes Conversations with remarkable men and women that will get you jazzed for life's unlimited possibilities of success, freedom, and fun. Welcome to Real Talk with Grace Redman. I'm Grace Redman, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Real Talk, where I get to have real life raw conversations with incredible people from my circles and communities who have overcome challenges and created amazing. Today, my talented guest is Nadine Shatara. Nadine is a Palestinian Syrian American from San Francisco. She's currently working as a legal recruiter and has been for the last five years, both in the Bay Area and New York. She graduated with a degree in psychology and began her career at a small startup before transitioning her career to the legal industry. And I am going to welcome Nadine here with us right now. Hey, Nadine. Good afternoon to you because you're in New York. Hey, Grace. How are you doing today? I'm good, honey. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I know we kind of connected earlier in the year. And I really enjoyed our chat and conversation. And you had just so many amazing nuggets of wisdom. I said, girl, you need to come on. You need to be heard. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. And what was um, something that was exciting for me when we met, you know, finding out that you were um, doing legal recruiting and having, you know, me being in the recruiting industry and having the agency for the last 22 years, I'm like, oh, we have a lot to talk about. That's always, you know, something that um, I love to talk about. And the other thing I love is that you went from the Bay Area to New York. Yeah. And um, that's which was a big transition for me, for sure. Right. And I can't imagine that being an easy transition, you know, especially, you know, being so grounded here. And I kind of wanted to touch on that. What was that like? for you leaving, you know, the Bay Area, this large community and going, you know, to New York, if you can kind of just speak on that for us for a minute. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I had moved away from the Bay Area before, but for school, which is a very different experience, at least it was for me, um, moving there as a student versus an adult. Um, and I'm sure, you know, I come from a Middle Eastern background. Um, course my parents would have loved for me to stay in the Bay Area um, so that was definitely a transition um, but I honestly I got lucky I was at a firm that gave me every opportunity um, and you know made the transition work-wise seamless I had a few good friends in the area which I was fortunate enough to have that sure. you know really really you know made me feel comfortable and made me feel like I had a home you know, away, away from my actual home. Um, and it's been over two years and, you know, I enjoy my life here. I feel like I've built a life here. And so it's, it's been great. It was definitely a transition period, but, um, we're definitely out of it at this point. Um, but it's been good. 
That's awesome. I love New York. And um, I only recently <clears throat> visited back in May 2018 before, you know, much, well, much before the pandemic. And I fell in love. And the reason I wanted to visit is because whenever I meet people, they're like, oh, are you from New York? And I'm like, no, but I want to go and find out why you're asking me that. It's just, um, there's so much energy uh, and it's so dynamic. And how, how, how do you, you know, navigate kind of that? It feels like it never sleeps. It never stops. How do you navigate that? Because we need to take that pause. How do you take a pause when everything around you is just spinning all the, well, not that it's spinning, but it's going so fast. Yeah. Um, there was an adjustment at first for me. I think, um, my work generally is pretty fast. So my life goes fast, but I, I'm not a morning person by any means. And so, um, shifting to kind of start my day earlier and be able to organize myself better. Um, and then also realizing that there needs to be a separation, especially over the past two years where many of us have been working from home or partially remote, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you know, we, we need to find a separation between home and work. And so for me, it's, you know, most nights I, I go on a walk on the weekends. I am not indoors you know, every opportunity I get. So kind of creating situations where you can um, get away from the busyness and step away from kind of the chaos that is New York, but also life in New York and just people constantly moving and things constantly being needing to be done. Um, finding, finding things that you enjoy that create that separation. And what are some, you talked about not being a morning person. <laughs> being in New York, you realize like, okay, now I got to get organized. What's something mm -hmm. that you do in the morning to help you kind of set the tone for the day? Um, so I guess I, this has nothing to do with work. This is just something I enjoy, but I make sure my entire, you know, living situation is clean and organized. Um, mm -hmm. I don't like to start my day with uh, dishes in the dishwasher, dishes in the sink. Um, so I wake up, I make my coffee, and while I make my coffee, I clean the space around me because that makes me feel calm and settled. And then I can kind of set my intentions for the day and then writing a list of everything I would like to get accomplished that day. 90% um, of the time, uh, half of that list doesn't get done. But the fact that I'm, uh, I'm setting out to do it, um, you know, it'll get done the next day or the day after that when I can. Absolutely. And that's, and that's huge as a setting intention. And I'm definitely a big list list writer as well. And it feels so good. Like when I write the list and I, I cross things off and I mean, who really gets the whole list done? I read somewhere right. where they said, you know, write three things down instead of the 10 things, write three because you're more than likely to get those done. And then you go to the, to the next, um, next thing on your list. And I could totally relate to what you said about having everything around you organized. So start yeah. the day. That's totally me. And I was telling my son the other day, I don't know if you've, um, any of you have watched this video, if you've seen this video, it was um, a very high ranking um, military official was speaking. He was a uh, keynote speaker at, at one of the graduations. And he said, the one thing to do to know that your day is going to be success is make your bed in the morning. And I mean, this is like a very high ranking, uh, one of our, I don't remember who it was, but if you look it up, um, military official make your bed, he talks about the science behind it, how when you make your bed, you're, you know, you're completing one task, you feel good, and then it sets the tone for the rest of the day. And as like, as silly as it sounds, th there's definitely a science behind that. 
there's psychology yeah. behind it. Definitely. I mean, just I, I'm I'm someone who doesn't like clutter in general. I like spaces clean. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't get my day organized work wise or you know task wise if things around me need to get done. Um, it's just kind of an added anxiety and an added thing that I'm adding to the ongoing list. That's I think in all of our minds um, of what you need to get through throughout the day. And something looking at you right in the face is is really going to slow you down. I, I agree. I agree with that. And so um, the organization is is key in my environment as well. And the the other thing I wanted to touch base on that you kind of um, talked about is success. And the people in our lives are key players. So tell me a little about tell tell me a little bit about that. What do you mean by that? Um, I guess what I what I mean by that is um, no one no one really gets to where they are without without having people there to support them, without True. having people to kind of bounce ideas off of and um, challenge yourself in a way. I I'm fortunate enough. I have good friends and colleagues, um, people who have been been mentors or um, are becoming mentors right now who, you know, ask me the hard questions, who encourage me to go after the next job or the promotion. Um, I also have people within my industry that have gone on similar paths as me that, you know, I look up to. I have people outside of my industry that can bring a fresh perspective because, because they don't know the legal world or whatever it might be. And I think having those people in your life only create more success, only, you know, give you something to aspire to. Um, I think what goes along with that as well is representation um, within your field. Uh, I mean, we talk about culture and I come from a Middle Eastern background, having, I mean, meeting you recently, but having heard your name from, you know, people in our community, knowing that like, wow, look at this other Palestinian woman who, who has made who has made a career? Who has been successful in the recruiting industry? Um, and I, I find that so important. And surrounding yourself with that, and having people in your life that can speak on their experience that that would so closely relate to mine. I agree, and that's why I love you know doing you know love doing this you know show and bringing on incredible people like yourself to inspire, because we don't we're not represented very often. And you never know who's watching who may, you know, want to step out of the box, you know, and do something different. And, you know, having you here and all the other incredible people who've come on, that's inspiring. Yeah, definitely. You know, and that help, like you said, that does help create success. And I, I do agree. We can't do it alone. I thought I could you know, many years ago, because that's how I was conditioned. Like you do it alone. And when you do it alone and all by yourself, you are this like amazing person and bullshit. You know, there's no one that can create um, success alone. We need community and the people around us. And so I really love how you, you spoke to that. And something that's been resonating with me, let me know if this resonates for you, it's like, they say we're the sum of the five people we spend the most time with. What do you think about that? Um, I think that's incredibly accurate. Um, I, you know, moving to New York, I think I, I've surrounded myself with new people and I've seen that shift. Um, and I think there's, there's a mindset in New York, especially in, 
in certain industries, um, there's a competitiveness to it. There is, you know, a lot of challenges and hurdles you have to face. And, um, you know, it's the market's just saturated. And um, for me, I my mindset shift my mindset shifted um, when I kind of surrounded myself with these with these new people in that um, I was thinking more business minded. Um, I was able to focus on different things in my career, different aspects um, and think about them in different ways and figure out what I like the most out of it to then take my career to the next level and in the direction that I eventually want to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. I agree. I agree. And that's something, um, and everybody brings something to the table, all the people, you know, in our lives do. And something that's really huge for me, what you just touched on is mindset. And mindset is so important. And yeah, everyone's like, okay, yeah, whatever, think positive. Yeah. And I know we, we're not always going to be in that positive space. There's going to be, you know, moments. However, at the end of the day, the reality is our thoughts do create our reality and where do I want to be? Do I want to be in the mindset that everything sucks? Or do right. I want to be in the mindset of like, you know what? We got this. Let's do this. What's the solution? You know, yeah. where can we go? What's the vision? How can we um, expand? How can we create? Because just saying those things makes me feel better. Right. Right. How do you refrain, reframe, you know, your current perspective to make this a positive situation? If, if you're not happy in whatever space you're currently in, how do you how do you make it a positive situation? How do you get everything else, everything you can out of it to make it positive and bring whatever it is into, into the next phase? That's right. And, you know, I've said this a few times, this week. there's nothing that's happening to you. It's happening for you. It's happening right. for you. Even if the sh- most shittiest thing is happening for you and then just being, okay, you feel it and then step back. Okay. What, what, what's the lesson here? And I contribute to this, too, because we have to take accountability for um, our behavior as well. And that's what I love about surrounding myself with like-minded people. They call you out. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know what, Grace, this is, you know, this is where you're at. You're not seeing things clearly. Um, This is, you know, where I'm seeing it from the inside out. So I love that. I I, I love I have a friend that can be like, hey, call me out. And he's like, it's nice. I, I think everyone needs that. Someone who's going to kind of check you and be like, you know, what, what are you stepping into? Um, I, I think I, I have friends that definitely, definitely have, have called me out and I've wanted to, you know, blow something off or whatever it might be. And they're like, wait, let's take a step back and let's see how like you can work with this situation. Um, I know I, I have older brothers that, you know, they have no problem, you know, getting, getting me in a place where I'm not, I'm not negative or bashing a situation or not taking advantage of a situation because everything's an opportunity. And like, yeah, sometimes we are put in bad situations that are out of our control. The only thing we can control is how we're going to react to them. How are we going to take that situation? Because at some point we can't, we can't keep blaming the situation on our reality, you know, on, or our reality on the situation. We have to make a choice on like how we're going to handle it, how we're going to deal with it and make it a reality that we, we want. And, and you said a word blame and there's, you know, so many, 
and I'm sure I've done this too, you know, early on until I took accountability. It's like you blame everything around you. Like I blamed my parents and I love you parents. Um, I blamed, you know, my job or I blamed, you know, my, like you, I I blamed everything outside of me because that was what I was, that's what I learned to do. And I think sometimes we do that unconsciously when there's no, there's, there's really no one to, there's no blame. Like you have to go within yourself and say, okay, how did I contribute to this? Where can I make the change? And I love how you said there's opportunity in everything. And let me tell you, there is an opportunity in everything. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's no situation that you can't gain something out of. Um, You just have to look at it in a different perspective. Um, And I think the people around you, will be impactful um in those case in those situations which which brings me to achieving our goals you know getting to where we want to go there's always going to be obstacles i mean it's not easy it's not easy at all right however what you you've done great i mean you've and i know the industry i mean 90 percent of recruiters fail they don't make it that's the reality that's that's true and you've made it, you know, for, for years. So what were some of the factors that helped you succeed and overcome the obstacles that came in your way? Um, I, well, I mean, I can talk about this till my years later, till your years, years late, really, but, um, the people around me, um, I think, I, I really fell into recruiting. Um, I knew I wanted a forward facing role. I was not in the legal industry or they're doing recruiting at all. Um, I fell into it and I, I think I took the job initially cause I loved the people that I had met. Um, and I was so lucky that I did because I, I found a career in that. But beyond that, these were people that till this day are mentors for me are giving me opportunities that I wouldn't have otherwise gotten my, my old director, um, used to give me things that were frankly like way above my head. Um, but she would sit down, she would walk me through them and help me understand and give me a different perspective on the strategy behind what we were doing. Um, and that made me think about the next project in a different way. Um, and I think there were several opportunities that people gave me, not only my, my managers and my, you know, my bosses, but, but people within my company, different departments, um, who would loop me in on marketing, marketing things and events. And, um, it just gave me a different perspective. It got me to work with different people. And that's a big part of my job is just being able to kind of communicate with people in the way they need to be communicated when, and understanding where they're coming from and, um, how to kind of best relay your message to mutually benefit each other. Which, which brings me, you know, back to, again, being, pushed out of your comfort zone, helped you by being surrounded by those people that were around you, mentoring you, being there for you. In those moments where, I mean, which we all have doubt, in those moments where you, anytime we go into something new, it's, I'm sure it's scary. I know for me, like anytime I'm going to go into something new, regardless of how much experience I have, I have, you know, it feels a little scary. When you were in those moments of doubt or, or fear, how did you overcome that voice in your head? Um, I think just knowing, like, not every day is going to be this hard. I had the rewarding days, um, 
and the rewarding days for me and in this industry are great. They're good. They're big wins. And I'm, I'm competitive and I like the wins. Um, And seeing those wins happen early on, I think helped me kind of get through those rough patches where I was doubting myself or in in an uncomfortable situation or putting myself out there um, knowing like, well, this is just going to get me to the next level. And then like that win is going to be all mine. I'm I'm not sharing it with anyone else, you know? And, um, you know, I mean, I, it was nice to be able to own things. And like the more I did, the more I pushed myself, the more I got past those hard days. Um, the more rewarding those good days were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what I hear you, well, what I heard you say was when you were in that doubt, you just went back and reminded yourself of the wins. Yeah. And that this is, I love that because you're right. And, and it's kind of like a, um, a cumulative effect. It builds, it keeps building. And then when you have that one, you know, cause you're right. 90% of the time, 99% of the time, our days are blessed. Well, 99%, but you know, we're going to have that day. And then to look back and say, okay, like I had all of these amazing wins. I'm just going to move through this. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. And something, I mean, this is frankly something that one of my old coworkers, one of my mentors recommended I do. And the purpose was, was for, um, was for my annual review because, you know, it's corporate America and you get annual reviews and, um, she said, you know, make a list of all your accomplishments every day, fit like add 10 Excel spreadsheet, a word document, whatever you need to do mm. and write down your accomplishments. Um, go back through your notes and your checklists and pull it all together. And now I just do that. And like on, on the hard days or whenever I need reminding, you know, why I'm, I'm pushing through the frustrations that happen in all of our mm. jobs. Um, and the day to day, I think, you know, those remind me that, oh, well, I did it because like at the end of the year, this, this is the end result. And yes. this is, you know, um, it's, that's the only way to get through it. And really, I do generally like my day to day. Of course, we have annoying tasks. All of us do that. We don't necessarily want to do in our jobs. Um, but I would say 90% of my job, I, I truly do love. And just remembering that when I have to do the annoying things or deal with a rough day or, or get through a challenging project. You just kind of have that reframe, you know, that not it's you're right. And not all the tasks are, are difficult and finding the beauty in those difficult tasks too, because there's a, there's a, there's a consequence, there's a result to it. And that, that, that really helped me too, because you're right. Our industry is not easy. It's not an easy industry, but the wins are magnificent. Right. Um, you know, and getting through, I used to say like, my job is reject. Like I get rejected every day. Right. But, and, was, but you can't take it personally, no. right? Business. Exactly. And it was a number and, and it's a numbers game. And I feel like that, that sometimes, um, that's sometimes how, and again, there's really no rejection. That's how to look at life is like every experience that we're having is moving us closer. And then we get to choose how we see that experience. And like you said earlier, we get to choose how we respond to that experience. Right. And I think, I, I mean, I try to take that, not that it happens all the time, but I, in, in every aspect of my life, if I'm, if I'm getting frustrated at a certain situation or a certain person, I just like, I can't control that person. They are their own person. And 
they're going to do whatever they're going to do and I can only control how I'm reacting to it or how I feel towards it um, and what I'm, what I'm going to do back really. That's right. And so were you always that way? Were you always in that mindset where, okay, it's, you know, I need to learn how to respond instead of react. Or did you grow? Did you grow into that? I know how to grow into that. I definitely grew into it. Um, I think, you know, uh, I think I, I still, I think I'm young, right? Um, but when I was younger, when I was younger, um, I think we're all a little reactive. And I, I think it's not fully understanding how we're how we're feeling or how to communicate yeah. how we're feeling. Um, you know, we feel like, and I think this is something I learned when I went into legal recruiting too, and I'm still learning and kind of working through every day. Is you don't need to respond to everything immediately. You can take a step back from things. You can process things. You don't need to be reactive in situations. In my everyday work, if you know, I have certain people that like responses quicker than others, you know, their expectation is just that. Um, and so every time I get an email, I automatically want to go and respond to it immediately. And I have to remind myself, wait, let me, let me double check with, you know, X, Y, Z, or, um, let me go back and look at my notes, make sure I'm including all the information that needs to be included. Let me make sure I'm giving a full picture here. Um, they don't need a response within five minutes of sending their email. Like I don't need to respond to every situation. I can take a step back. And I think more of us in more situations should ask for a moment to, to respond or react or, or think about things. I agree. And when I started recruiting, you know, 22 plus years ago, they, in, like they conditioned us, like you need to respond immediately. So I, for 20 plus years, I'm better now. Like I, I would respond immediately to everything, not only in the business, but in the personal life. And so what happened, it was there were no boundaries. Yep. And then that, you know, created um, stress and anxiety and burnout. And, you know, again, it's like, you know, I started working for a company at first. Of course, they want you to respond to everything. But then I right. took those, um, what I learned into my own business. And it just, it, it wasn't, I did it for many years, but it burnt me out. And I think not only in business, but in our personal life, like you said, it's good to take a pause. And we don't have to respond to everything immediately. I think, you know, we have our phones and we're used to, um, not what's what's the opposite of delayed gratification instant gratification immediate mm -hmm. oh yeah and it doesn't need to be that way no it doesn't um i know i get i got upset with my mom that every time we're having a conversation and our phone rings you know she she's immediately looking to respond i'm like they text you for a reason like you don't need to respond right away um you don't need to react right away um you can take in the information take in the situation and and make a plan. Um, think about it from all angles. I think we rush into split second decisions or just on, in the moment decisions or feelings. Um, and then we act on them. And it just, I, I don't know that it benefits us. Um, I think we can be more thoughtful and intentional going, going into things in your personal and professional life. I agree. And so we all get triggered. What's one thing that you do when you find <laughs> when you find yourself triggered and you feel those those emotions coming up and you want to react? What's something that 
helps you take that pause? Like, is there a self-talk? Is it, do you, what do you do? Um, I probably call one of my friends and I, I vent about it. <laughs> I don't know that there's uh there's any one, one thing that I do. I mean, I know in work, if I get an email that, that is off putting and I want to react to it immediately. Um, I know that I'm not going to respond to that email, even if it's mm -hmm. 12 hours later until I'm able to look at that email and I'm not feeling any sort of way because I know that my, my tone will come out in the email. Um, and I don't think people, I mean, some people think about that. I do think, but, um, I see people responding to emails where they're clearly frustrated or clearly annoyed and it's, it's not a good look and your message comes mm -hmm. across as frustrated or annoyed. Um, in my personal life, I'm probably more reactive than, than, uh, than I'd like to be, but working on that every day. But, um, you, know, you, you take a moment and I, I kind of, I, I, I think I'm a passionate person and, um, I think probably the past two, three years, I've gotten to a place where I, I'll, if I'm arguing with my sibling or whatever it might be, like, I just don't engage. I, I'm like, you know, I, this isn't the conversation I want to be having. Like, if we want to have this conversation, I'm happy to do it. But like, engaging in this manner isn't, isn't going to be beneficial. It's not going to get us anywhere. We could talk in circles for hours. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I probably should do a little more self-talk or like taking a breath, yoga. We're all doing progress. Yeah. And again, going back to what you're saying, like responding back and you can feel the frustration, like it's all energy. It's energy. Yeah. And, and I love how you said, like, even if it takes 12 hours just to get into a place, to get into a neutral place. And one of the most powerful, powerful things I learned early on when I went back to get um, coach certified was the most powerful person in the room is a person that's most neutral. Yeah. That's, that's not I, an easy place to be. No, it is but not. It's a very empowering place to be. And that's something that I, that's a game I play with myself is to get, you know, to get into a neutral place, try not to take things personal which brings me to, um, you know, we, the, the world that we grew up in, um, we were conditioned. And if this is different for you, let me know to worry about what everybody says. That's yes. Yeah. And for many, 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 many years, I worried about what everybody said, which put me in, in a loss of power. Instead of being in a neutral place, I was losing my power. Um, and then eventually I realized like, it doesn't matter what other people think it, you know, once you step into your worth, it doesn't matter. Now, are we going to get triggered? Sure. How, I know we've talked about this before. How have you been over, been able to kind of diminish um, that belief, like caring about what everyone thinks? Um, you know, I, I, like you said, it's a work in progress, yeah. right? We grew up with a mindset of, and we grew up in a very small community, the Arab American community in the Bay Area. It seems like everybody knows everyone. Um, I mean, you were best friends with a cousin of mine for, you know, however many years. And, I was? Um, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I think 
I think finding the confidence in yourself and in your own life and what you're doing is a big part of that. Um, like I, I feel confident in where I'm at in my life. I feel confident in like where I'm at in my career. Um, so, so people saying whatever they're saying, most people don't really know what is, what's going on in my life or my day to day. Um, so whatever they're talking about is superficial and really has nothing to do with me. Um, and it's just the story of the hour at the end of the day. I mean, I'm sure there's some other gossip that will come up tomorrow um, that, you know, what, whatever it might be. Um, I think the other part of that is kind of getting to a place because, well, I think, I think that feeling of like, oh, everyone's talking about you comes a little bit from our own families, right? Because our parents instilled this, like we have to worry about what everyone else is thinking and what is what are people going to say or what are, you know, um, who's going to know about this or that. And then finding a place where, um, because I think growing up we, or me personally, I was not 100% honest with my parents about, you know, about everything. Was I. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think anyone was, um, you know, they were a little bit old fashioned and, um, I think over the years and as me and my brothers have grown up, we've got into a place where, I, I don't hide anything from my parents. Mm-hmm. I don't feel the need to. And um, I think part of that is them them kind of coming around to the culture and coming around to being parents to, you know, teenagers and young adults. And, you know, um, as we've grown up throughout the years, they've gotten more used to things that they didn't grow up with, things that, I you know, my mom came to this country when she was 25 years old, as many of our other parents did. They came later in life. And the things we're raised with here and the opportunities and things we're involved in here aren't necessarily the same where they grew up. Um, And so I think having that confidence in myself, knowing like whatever I'm doing is the right thing for me. And that's frankly not for anyone else to judge. That's right. Um, But also kind of having that comfort with my family and knowing like, like, they know where I stand. I know where they stand. I don't need to hide anything from them. Um, and, you know, not having like a judgment there. Um, like if you have your inner circle that's non-judgmental and supports you in whatever you're doing, all those outside voices and comments, it, I mean, they wash away. They don't, they really why do. are they going to affect you? They're these people. They're not close to you at the end of the day, generally. Mm-hmm. Um, if they are, they probably shouldn't be, but you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I love how you said, it's just, um, it doesn't matter. It's going to wash away and the next story will come up and it doesn't even have really anything to do with you. Um, and when we are in our worth and have that confidence, it doesn't matter because you know who you are. And I really, I love that you said that. What was, I mean, and we grow into our confidence, I feel like, and it just gets, yeah. and I mean, you know, we're going to have areas where, you know, we're going to go back and forth sometimes, but what helped you step into your confidence? If there's someone watching right now and they're kind of struggling a little bit in that area and they're worrying about what people think and what they might say, what's something that you could, you've said some great nuggets, but what's one more thing that you could share to help them step into their confidence of who they are? Um, I think... I think allowing people to help me through whatever phase and transition um, and then accepting and trusting that when I was doing a job and they were telling me I was doing a job, that that was actually the case. I don't think I would have 
got into the place I am without some guidance from people. I think we all struggle with taking a helping hand sometimes. Um, but without those people, you know, reinforcing that and um, me feeling like I've, I, I've made progress and being able to see that progress on paper and, you know, in the data and in the numbers, um, that really gave me confidence that I, I don't think I had before just knowing I'm being, I'm successful at something and good at something and um, being able to believe that when people are saying that too, um, because I think we always second guess ourselves. We're, we're doubtful of our own skill set, um, but I think we can all bring something to the table. I, I think it's just figuring it, figuring out what your specific skill set is because not everyone's going to have, you know, the same additive, um, additive experience. Mm -hmm. And you're right. I think we all can bring something to the table. Absolutely. We all have a gift. And when we can, you know, um, kind of, I always say this, go, go back to self and sit with ourselves and talk. I like how you said, like, talk about the wins instead of just, you know, once a year, once a quarter, once every six months, talking about those wins, you know, maybe every day writing down what was a win. What have I accomplished? Because I like I like how you said that. And it was, you've been um, consistent throughout saying like I had this experience. It I, I saw my results that gave me confidence to go to the next step and to the next step. Right. So just kind of always looking back and seeing how far you've come, how far we've come can help build that confidence. Absolutely. And then when you are in those challenging situations, kind of getting through those builds your confidence as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. you know, as I look back now on my life and I'm like, wow, you know, I've been through so much and there's times where you like think, oh, my God, I'm not going to make it. That was so difficult. And then you get through it and then you get through the next thing. And then you just kind of gather this wisdom and this experience that only life can give you. Like you yeah. can't learn some of this in text, but you can't. No, absolutely not. And especially, I mean, in recruiting, none of it's in textbooks. It's really just getting to know people and figuring out what makes that particular person tick. Um, yeah. You know, it's and not a hard skill. You just go with it. Right. But, you know, the thing is not every, it's like, it, it is a unique skill. Like you said, everyone has their talent right. and their, um, and to be able to hold space for people and make them feel comfortable because we're working with their livelihood. Yeah. That's um, that's a tremendous gift, and I want to congratulate you for you know being in the industry for as long as you have. That's a huge accomplishment, sister. Thank you, thank you. Hey, look at right back at you. <laughs> oh my goodness, thank you. It's, it's it's been incredible. So I'm gonna just say, what's one thing that inspires you? Women like you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm so inspired by you and your generation and just all the incredible people in our community. And that's why this has been a gift and blessing for me to be able to connect with you and the other incredible people. It's like, I think we focus on um, the celebrities and the stars and they're amazing too, but we forget all of the people that surround us that are doing incredible things um, every day. So I appreciate you and thank you. And I'm so grateful that you joined me today and we got to have this chat. Thank you so much. Me thank too. You. Thank you for having me on Grace. Pleasure. Um, it's great. And if there's someone who may be watching um, now or on the replay that is interested in kind of recruiting, I'm, you know, is there a way they can find you if they want to chat with you? 
Yeah, you can definitely find me on LinkedIn, uh, Nadine Shatara. You can see my name in the video, I believe. So uh, please feel free to add me and reach out. Yeah, and then I'll also um, add Nadine's name down there on the bottom. And so thank you so much for having a real and vulnerable conversation. That's really what we want to do is just open up um, that portal to like, you know what, we can be real, we can take off the masks and be loved and love ourselves for who, who we are. Um, and I think that's that's the message here. All right, sweetheart, I appreciate you and thank you for your time. Yes. Have a fantastic evening in New York. And for those of you watching, thank you for, so much for joining us. I see Brandy was here and Sunny. Thank you, Helen. I appreciate you all. And if you enjoyed this uh, podcast, definitely share it with those people that you love. You never know what they can get from it. And if you enjoyed it and shared it, rate it. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. And I wish you a fantastic week at the head, a week ahead. All right. Take care. Bye. Hey, love. Thank you so much for listening today. I am so grateful for you. I'd like to show you my appreciation by gifting you a free forgiveness self-hypnosis audio download. Part of living the fun and fabulous life is practicing forgiveness. Forgiveness can be such a long and challenging process. My intention is that this forgiveness audio will help you in practicing forgiveness, especially with yourself. Grab it by visiting daretoachieve.com backslash forgiveness. For more inspiring tips, make sure to connect with me on social media. Drop me a line on Facebook or Instagram at Grace Redmond Dare to Achieve. Until next time, keep moving forward towards living your fabulous life.